for two. Kickers are extra, I give them the boot. Ooh. Going for two. Sit back, relax while I grab me a brew. Ooh. Now I'm reclining while putting my time and I'm ready to go. My spine is aligning and much my my lineups, my bank account grows. I am so rich, but knowledge is all that I'm leaving here with. Ooh. Listen to this. Multiple options, how far can I get? Ooh. DFS Dynasty Reader, tonight I'm not finishing last. I'm finishing past any and all I am looking to last. What else? This spot is popping and I am so locked in and only opening the door when it is opportunity knocking and all of these spots keep on talking and talking. So what are we talking? What kind of alignment and running it deep? Even players forgotten or came from the bottom or hitting that topping and this spot is popping. Yeah, this spot is popping and woo! This is the arm chat. Yeah. Put up your arms. Yeah. Sound the alarm. Yeah. What is going on, guys, and welcome to episode 334 of the Armchair Fantasy Show. I'm your host, of course, Jeff Lambert. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffLambert77. Of course, we are live every Wednesday night right here on the Going For Two Live podcast network on Facebook Live, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And now we're also on Kick.com. It's a new service. Uh, Check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Uh, Of course, we're also on all major podcast networks. And uh, Jamie here in the chat, I know... Uh, your internet is working just fine. We're running a little bit late, but we have got the show started now. So uh, glad to have you here, uh, as well as uh, Colin, also in the chat before the show even started. Glad to have you here as well, Colin. Um, all right, guys. So tonight, as usual, we're going to be doing our uh, our uh, I Hate Division previews. Uh, and so first up here, let's meet the panel. Um, filling in for Ryan uh, once again this week. Uh, he's my co-host on the Armchair Daily Fancy Show during the season. Uh, he's also on the Going for Two Live Morning Show, Mr. Gerson Aguirre. You can follow him at Fancy GDFS. What's up, Gerson? What up? What up? I don't know, man. My back kind of hurt, man, from carrying Ryan these last two weeks, man. <laughs> but uh, I'm here, man. Back to back weeks. But thanks for having me, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely, man. Glad you can make it on both weeks. Uh, joining us for the first time on the show, uh, he is the editor in chief at QBList.com. He's also a top ten Fancy Pros ranker. Uh, Mr. Drew DeLuca. You can follow him on Twitter at Drew Delaware. What's up, Drew? How much? Thanks for having me on. It's yeah, a absolutely, pleasure. man. Absolutely. And last but not least, uh, Mr. Jerry Wilkie. He's a writer and ranker at Going for Two, and he's a host of the Cover Zero IDP podcast and the Fantasy Assessment right here on Going for Two Live. Uh, you can follow him at Jerry Wilkie FM. What's up, Jerry? going on i'm excited to talk a little bit about the uh eventual super bowl 58 champions today <laughs> all right so real quick drew give us a quick rundown of, of what you do in the fancy space and then you know kind of how you got started and stuff sure uh i've always loved to write and i've always loved fantasy football so it just became a, a marriage of those two passions uh, and i've been writing for years now and uh i got an opportunity with qb list a few years back and uh i just took into the uh, stepped into the editor-in-chief role Actually, this week it became official. So I'm um, transitioning in that role. I'm very excited. Uh, we do a lot of great stuff with uh, our What We Saw team, breaking down every game. Uh, and then also our sit start is a big deal as well, uh, where we obviously run through every every game, and who, we, who we're starting, who we're sitting. So it's a, it's a fantastic outlet. We're very excited. We're actually hiring. I uh, just put that out uh, in the space Good recently. Deal. So if you're interested in uh, creating some content, uh, give us a shout. Uh, we're on Twitter at the QB list. D H E Q B L I S T. Good stuff. Good stuff. Jerry, I know you're on this network a little bit, but go ahead and give uh, my listeners a quick rundown of what you do in the fancy space. 
Yeah, just uh, on Saturdays, you can find me on the IDP show. Um, and just we, we uh, just talk IDP. We talk uh, during the offseason, we're going over the fantasy assessment. If you want to submit your submit your teams, we can go over your team, see what kind of stuff that you can need, trades and um, how to get your team better, whether it's for redraft or dynasty, uh, similar to the PLPs, but we just kind of break down your single one team for you. Good stuff. And uh, you you mentioned the the Super Bowl champs this year. Colin's talking about. Are you talking about the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> no, they can't even get past the second round. <laughs> got an <laughs> eagle in here as well. And the Jerry's a Bills. <laughs> Jerry's a Bills fan. Uh, uh, Gerson, we won't mention your team. Yeah, <laughs> you're, <not laughs> you're fine. I've heard more. more. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, guys. Today's show, as always, brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Check out their interest-leading best ball leagues with huge tournaments, private leagues, and pick'ems, which we will do tonight on the show. Uh, they have them for every major sport. Use our promo code GF2 and get a deposit match up to 100 bucks. As simple as that. Use promo code GF2 uh, and start drafting your best ball teams and get those pick'ems in, too. They've already got NFL season-long pick'ems, uh, which we'll do a couple tonight to show you how easy it is. Um, as I mentioned at the top, we got a, you know our, our last episode of the I Hate Division Previews. Uh, we're doing the AFC and the NFC East Divisions. Uh, so we'll go through both divisions and do a mock draft of each one. But to kick the show off, as always. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. So I've mentioned this a couple of times because we don't have time to get to the Forgotten Fancy Player at the end of the show like we normally do. We combine the nonsense draft and the Forgotten Fancy Player into a mock draft, and we will mock draft players from these two divisions that are currently retired that we would love to bring back in their prime and have them on our fancy squads. And Drew, you got the one-on-one here. So who are you going with in these two divisions? Oh, um... This is a tough one. Uh, I know who I probably should take, but I'm going to take Randy Moss of the New England Patriots at a banner, that banner year. Uh, I think he's, uh, I can't remember a, a more incredible season by a wide receiver than, uh, than what he had there in New England. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great pick. And, and Randy Moss would have been my, my one one as well. Cause you know, that season 22 touchdowns is pretty impressive. Um, all right, Jerry, you got the one Oh two. Well, just like most of uh, 2023 drafts are starting off, wide receiver, wide receiver, we're doing that as well. I'm going with Terrell Owens, played for the Bills, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Um, I mean, we got loaded, just both these divisions are loaded with talent throughout the 60s, 70s, 90s. And, uh, but he's one of my favorite wide receivers uh, for the Eagles. He, he was just awesome from 2004 to 2009. Um, and he, he had a little down year when he was with my Bills, but he's still, he's still I mean, he was an exciting player. The fans loved him. Uh, eight-time double-digit touchdown score, over 15,000 receiving yards. Just uh, one of the best to ever do it. I love it. I love it. That's a, that's a great one-two punch right there. Y'all took both the guys. I was hoping one of them would fall to me at the third spot, but uh, you took all of them. So I will switch it up here. I will break up the mold, and I will go with the running back position. Uh, the guy who is you know NFL leader in rushing yards all time, Mr. Emmett Smith. Uh, had some great years with the Cowboys there. He carried that Cowboys team. I know we talk about Troy Aikman and, and, and Michael Irvin, but if you look at their stats, it was Emmitt Smith carrying those teams. Uh, and he's an easy pick here for me at 103. Gerson, you got the 104. You guys made it so easy for like you guys, and then I'm going to get like the <laughs> wild card. Like I got to break the tier. So I'm going to get a little crazy with that. But I'm going to take Rob Gronkowski. Um, I think... 
it, the leverage you get on him, even in a, even a non-super flex, I mean, I think he have a positional advantage. So I'm just going to go Rob. I mean, he was great in his days where he got multiple touchdowns, so many receptions. I mean, the guy was a monster. Yeah, he's definitely a beast. And he was in the running for sure because, like you mentioned, the positional scarcity with tight end. You know, you have a good tight end like that. I mean, he, he was basically a receiver playing tight end during fantasy years, mm-hmm. and he was, a, he was a beast. Gave you a huge advantage. All right, Drew, back to you with the 105 here. Okay, well, that was going to be my next pick. Uh, that was well done. <laughs> Gronk is a huge tear break between Gronk and everyone else. Absolutely. Oh, man, I'll go, I'm going to go with uh, Thurman Thomas, Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Awesome choice there. He was uh, he was one of the original guys that caught passes and was able to run the ball as well. He was a do-it-all kind of guy. I love it. Jerry, did he snipe you? Did you want Thurman Thomas as the Bills fan here? No, I actually, uh, I got an older uh, Bills running back. I'm going O.J. Simpson. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, between his five years, well, he played for more than five years, but he had a five-year span where he accumulated 7,700 yards, 2,000 yards in one of those seasons. That was a 14-game season. Led the league in rushing in four of those five seasons. Led the league in rushing touchdowns in two of those seasons. Yeah, his off-the-field stuff, we won't talk about that, but his on-the-field stuff was elite. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great. I got to say, what a killer pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great, great choice there because he obviously he he wasn't on my list. I not that I forgot about Jay Simpson. He just I just didn't even think about him. Great, great pull there for sure from the Bills fan. All right, uh, so I'm up here at my last pick at the 107, and I'm gonna go with an old guy as well. Uh, and because I live here in the Washington, D.C. area, I actually had to go look his stats up. Jerry did it before the show for me to tell me exactly how good this guy actually was because he's a hero here in the Washington, D.C. area, Mr. John Riggins. Uh, I believe, Jerry, you said he had a season where he had 26 touchdowns, 25 touchdowns, something like that. 24, 26, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in that range. I mean, he was a, he was a beast. He's still, I think, the, the, the team's all-time leading rusher. Uh, he has, of course, that iconic uh, run against the Miami Dolphins. You know, where he he basically breaks off of a fourth and short and takes it for the t- to the house for a touchdown. So, uh, I'll take Rigo here at the 107. Gerson closes out. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with the boring guy. I guess nobody wants him, but Curtis Martin, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I was shocked that nobody said him yet, but I mean, the guy was like one of the. One of the best runners. He was like a mini Marshall Fall. He caught ball and he ran the ball very well. I mean, I used to love watching him play. He got older very. He got old very quick, but like he produced like no other. He was yeah. so consistent. Yeah, absolutely. And he was always underrated, even like during his heyday. Yeah. Like he was always the guy you can get a little bit later than everybody else because he wasn't sexy. You know, he wasn't the sexy pick. He was just a solid, you know, producer week in and week out. Yeah. Great, great pull there. Uh, there's a couple guys we didn't mention. I'll just mention as some quick uh, uh, honorable mentions. You know, I I considered Randall Cunningham. You know, being the running quarterback and one of the original running quarterbacks. Um, he was on my list. Uh, Tony Dorsett was also another guy that was sort of an older guy that I looked at. Brian Westbrook for the Eagles was another one that I looked at. Um, did y'all have any honorable mentions that we didn't talk about yet? Tom Brady. Yeah, we didn't mention it. Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, I, yeah, the one Tom Brady. Tom, yep. Jim Kelly and Dan Marino for quarterbacks as well. Absolutely. Jerry, you got any mentions you want to throw in there real quick? Yeah, let's throw one in for the IDP players. Well, we could throw two of them in, but Bruce Smith and uh, and Reggie White, both both for uh, the Bills and the Eagles, 200 and or almost 400 sacks between the two of them. Um, Just if if you played IDP back in the day and you got got one of those guys, you probably uh, were really good. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll say Lawrence Taylor. (laughs) 
Oh yeah, yeah. LT's yeah. in there too. Yeah, LT. Yeah. Sure. one. Yeah, good call. Yeah, that's a great call. I mean, if you want to go D back, you know, of course, Revis. Uh, if you want to go defensive back yep. uh, for the Jets, Brian Dawkins for the Eagles. Oh. Uh, this, yeah, there's a lot of great ones there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, another another deep pool I'll give you would be Harold Carmichael, Hall of Fame receiver for the Eagles, six foot eight. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of smallish uh, d- defensive backs in the league. Speeds kills these days, but man, he would body these these D backs at six, six foot eight. Six uh, foot he's, eight. He's wow. Just a, he was a man among boys when he played. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna go ahead and jump into the AFC East draft. The way we're gonna do this, it's gonna be a two round draft. Uh, we'll be doing super flex for these drafts, and of course, we can only draft players from the AFC East. Let me go ahead and hit the drop. Attention, everyone! Let's mock draft. And Jerry, as the Bills fan here, you get the one hundred and one, sir. <laughs> Well, being that it's super flex, and honestly, if it wasn't super flex, if it was single quarterback, I'd probably still go him. But there's there's an easy one on one here. It's Josh Allen. It's it's the best quarterback in the division. Super flex. You really can't go wrong with that pick. Yeah, I mean, he's arguably the best quarterback fantasy wise in the NFL. You know, you can say him or Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, but he's in that conversation for sure. Um, so yeah, that's the easiest pick of the night right there. Drew, you got the one hundred two. Yeah, this is where it gets tough. Um, I got a couple guys I'd like to take here, but since it is super flex. I'll go with the second quarterback on the board. For me, that's Tua. Um, we all worry about the concussions and whether or not he can stay healthy for a full 17. But, man, when he is when he's playing, his his metrics are electric, um, and he's just got such a great supporting cast. And he's as uh, long as he can stay upright, he, uh, he's, he's going to be a beast. Yeah, I'm all in on Tua this year. I've actually come out and said as long as he can stay healthy, uh, he'll be in the conversation for MVP this year. I think he can he can definitely you know be in that conversation with the with the offense he has around him. Caveat, of course, is he must stay healthy. All right, so I'm on the board here, and that's 103. There's not really a quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers maybe, um, but I'm going to go with the running back position here. I'm going to take Mr. Brees Hall. I, I think he'll be fine. I think I, I read a, um, a news blurb that said he ran uh, a straight line of 23 miles per hour in practice. That doesn't sound like a guy that's going to be hurt. I think he's going to be fine once the season starts. And if he misses a couple games in the beginning of the season, that's that's fine too. But uh, I'll take Brees Hall here as the as the clear running back in this division. Gerson, you got the 104. Yeah, I think I'm going to go wide receiver here. Um, I'm going to go Garrett Wilson. Uh, I think the guy's primed for a breakout year this year. I mean, he had a great rookie season, and that was with... Uh, the Mormon boy, you know, yeah. uh, Zach Wilson. <laughs> and then, I mean, this the fact that going to a Hall of Fame quarterback, whether, whether he be not as good as he used to be, but I believe he was just hurt last year, it doesn't matter. Hurt Aaron Rodgers 10 times better than a Zach Wilson. And I, I think he's going to get peppered with Target, no Elijah Moore there. I mean, everything's open for him. And I have actually moved Garrett Wilson like up to like number four in dynasty ranking in wide receivers. So like I'm really high on Garrett Wilson this year. So I'm drafting him everywhere or trading for him. But I definitely love Garrett Wilson. Good stuff. And uh Carlin in chat says Brees over the receivers. And uh yes, I think I would take Brees over the receivers because the fall off from Brees, I guess Ramondre's in the mix too, but it gets pretty ugly pretty quickly. Whereas the receivers you still got digs and a few of the guys there that I like. So I, I do like Brees over the receivers. Jerry, going back to you here at the 105. I was actually kind of hoping for Garrett Wilson. I really don't want to be 
hundred percent homer here, so I'm not going to go with the one guy. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. Um, he says he wants to hit 2,000. I think with a, a healthy Tua, he can. Um, I hope he doesn't because we got to play him against him twice. But um, I think he could hit 1,800 yards, 15 touchdowns, and uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't got the stack, but I'll definitely take Tyreek Hill. Yeah, somehow I don't have Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle on the sheet there. I must have skipped over the Dolphins for some reason. But yeah, good yeah. call, Tyreek Hill for sure. Um, he's he he wants to get that two K mark, and if he can do, I mean, he definitely could have done it last year if Tua probably hadn't gotten hurt. He probably could have gotten it. All right, uh, Drew, we're back to you here at the one hundred six. All right, well, I was going to pick somebody else, but since you messed up my stack, I'm going to mess up yours, and I'm going to take your Stephon Diggs. <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to have a hell a heck of a year. I think he's primed for a major major season. Uh, he's going to he's going to have plenty of targets. Um, he's going to wear that whole diva crown, I think. Well, um, you know that whole uh, kind of self-imposed, I guess, uh, you know, chip on his shoulder, if you will, in a way. But that's whatever motivates you. And I think uh, I think he's going to be, uh, you know, out out for blood this year. I can I can see him see having a wide receiver one type season uh, this year, without a doubt. So I'll be happy to take him here. Absolutely. And uh, the chat is killing me because I took Brees Hall over the receivers, but uh, this is why I did it. <laughs> Because I'm up at the 107, and I get to settle for Jalen Waddle here at this pick. Uh, I'll Bro, take... you, you hit him. <laughs> you hit him, first off. <laughs> Nobody, no, I'm just kidding, Jeff. We should know. We're prepared. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> yep, so I'll take Jalen Jalen Waddle here to pair with uh, with, with Brees Hall. And, and uh, obviously, we know that offense should be explosive. It was last year when they were both, when they were all three healthy with Tua. Uh, Waddle is sort of the... The Robin to Tyreek Hill's Batman. Waddle had the touchdowns last year where Tyreek didn't, but Tyreek had more of the yards. But uh, those two, I think, can still – they both finished as top 10 receivers last year. They probably can do it again this year. So give me Jalen Waddle here. All right, Garrison, you got the 108. Yeah, I mean, this is the biggest chair drop-off ever, I think. Um, yeah, but I'm going to go my boy Ramondre Stevenson, man. I'm so high on Ramondre this year. There's three running backs that I'm really high on. Like, I'm just – I'm doing a deal running back strategy like for the first three rounds, and then hopefully uh, Ramondre, Chubb, or Dalvin Cook in the later round. Those are the three guys I'm targeting, but hopefully Dalvin Cook doesn't kill my hope for yeah. Ramondre, you know? Yeah, that's that's but, Yeah, give me Ramondre, Stevenson, man. Yeah. Or Lennox Fournette. Yeah, yeah, any of those guys could, could come in there and take some touches away from Ramondre Stevenson. But yeah, as of right now, he's got no competition. I mean, he's basically got the backfield to himself, so he's going to get a huge, a huge amount of volume for sure. All right, Jerry, you are up here. It is your last pick here in the first round. What you got? Yeah, um, well, I'm definitely tilting because I wanted Ramondre too. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stack, then I'll go Gabe Davis. Um, I think he has a bounce back year. And actually, he didn't, he didn't have a bad year last year. He just had a bad year based on ADP standards. So um, I'm going to take Gabe Davis, get, get my little stack there with Josh Allen. Yep, I like uh -huh. that pick. Gabe Davis is sort of a post-hype sleeper where everybody's kind of they, – they, the pendulum swung too far the other direction. Last year we were way up here, and he finished here. Now we're way down here. If he finishes here again, then we got a good value on him. So um, I like Gabe Davis there. All right, Drew, you got the 110. All right. Well, since this is super flex, uh, I, I might dip into that second quarterback bag right here. I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we talked about how we, we're expecting big things from – Garrett Wilson, you're not alone, Garrison. I'm also very high on him as well. Uh, and I, for all the reasons that you stated. So I think Rodgers, to me, is a value pick as the, as the best left on the board, really, at any position at this point. 
Yeah, you definitely sniped me on that one. I was hoping to get that quarterback with my next pick here at the at the 111. Um, now that I don't have a quarterback, um, I'm going to just punt the position completely, and I'm going to take... Uh, actually, you know what? There's not a whole lot left on the board that I really like, so <laughs> let me go with that last quarterback. I'll take Mac Jones here. I need a quarterback, and you know, Mac Jones is not the greatest, sexiest quarterback in the world, but uh, at this point, there's not much left on the board to take. So give me Mac Jones. Gerson, you get the back-to-back here. You got the 112 and the 201. Well, to be honest here, in a super flex league, and if it was tight end premium, I'd be taking Don Kincaid right here. But if not tight end premium, I could, they're, it's not on the sheet. But, <laughs> um, no, I think I'm just going to go with James Cook. I'm looking for upside now, you know. Um, he did great last year, and uh, when he got the usage, when he got the usage, the guy, uh, when he got 18 touches or more, he averaged 15 points per game more or more, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for usage, we're looking for volume, and when I get the volume, yeah, I am a little worried about Damon Harris, because I think Damon Harris is not a bad running back. I think he's actually better than what people make him out to be, but at the same time, I think the offense needs to change. They went out and drafted Don Kincaid. They wanted to get more weapons. I think they're going to use James Cook to the best of their ability. And we saw it last year. Um, Bills didn't look all that great. There was a lot of question marks like all over that offense. I mean, I know Brian Dable was a great coach, but it ain't that big of a difference. You know, you still have a system there. But I think Josh Allen being healthy and everything, James Cook, the second year in, maybe learning the system a little more. I like it. I'm yeah. going James Cook there. I like it too. He's got the he got the passing uh, receiving ability as well, upside. So I, I like that. All right, you got the two hundred one as well, Gerson. Uh, two hundred one. Yeah, it is tough. I didn't I, I didn't really think about like having back to back picks. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go Devin A. Chain, man. I I think I want to go Devin A. Chain. Um, more for the upside. I think right now we that backfield, Miami Dolphin, it can be anybody uh, uh, backfield, you know. But I really honestly think it's Asian backfield until like until when he proves he's right. Like this pick, like you're just investing in it, you know. You're hoping to get some return of investment on it. And Asian, I mean, the guy was a phenomenal speed. He is undersized, but I'm not too worried about that because if you really go look at all the running backs in the Shanahan system, they're not big big running back. The biggest running back was probably. What Frank Gore, or hey, Frank Gore didn't even play for them, right? No, uh, it was uh, probably CMC. CMC probably weighed like two hundred and ten pounds, two hundred and five pounds. Yeah, so, I think Jeff Wilson was a, was pretty big. He's not big, but he's a, probably a bigger guy than some of the other ones. Oh no, he's bigger than H. Everybody's bigger than H. Shane, but that's the thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, hey, you're in the NFL. You're in the NFL. They're gonna tell you, hey, bud, you know what? You're not uh, Texas A&M no more. You're in the NFL. We're gonna put some weight on you, bud. Yeah, and I think the offensive coordinator, well, I guess the coach is really the offensive coordinator, but he'll find a way to get him in space, and that's what they really need to do. If they try to run like a running back, it might be it might end badly for him, but they'll find a way to get him on screens, get him on the outside, uh, find ways to use him and his speed. Dude, that head coach, like, he, he the, the Dolphins, he, like, bites his pen like he's going to eat it. It's so crazy. I'm like, dude, you have a problem, bro. Dave's <laughs> on the sideline, too. All right, so yeah, I am... Babe. I am back up at the 202, and I guess I will dip into the tight ends, and I will take Dalton Kincaid. I think he essentially is going to be the Bills' slot receiver. Uh, I think they'll, you know, they'll have Knox in line. They'll put Dalton Kincaid out in the slot a lot, and I think uh, receiving wise, I think he can have a decent uh, rookie season for a tight end. I know we don't expect much from them, but I think Kincaid 
Uh, if he's playing outside, it can definitely do some do some damage there. So give me. I think the industry is expecting a lot from him, though. His ADP is crazy, ADP man. Is I crazy. think in Dynasty right now, he's getting up to like number seven. Yep. That's insane for a rookie tight end, man. Agreed. That is a little bit too rich for my blood. All right, Drew, you got the two hundred three here. All right, so I am going to go and go ahead and take that Damian Harris we were talking about earlier. I, I think I think he's a great pick at this point. I think another value pick. Um, we talked before when we talked about James, uh, James Cook, I like his, his, uh, efficiency metrics were outstanding. Um, but Harris is, a between the tackles grinder. I think, uh, after watching, uh, Josh Allen would suffer the shoulder injury. I think the bills were a little, are getting a little gun shy about letting Allen uh, take too many, uh, crushing hits inside. Uh, I think that's a signal. I think another signal that Damian Harris is going to play a pretty large role was the fact that they brought in. Uh, uh, it was a Conor McGovern, I believe it is, at the guard position. They drafted Osiris Torrance, uh, who's a, just a massive human being in the middle, a uh, road grader, if you will. So that's just those are just clear signals that when you're we're upgrading the interior offensive line like that, uh, it shows me that they're really trying to improve their short yardage efficiency, especially goal line efficiency. I don't think Josh Allen's going to have quite as many rushing touchdowns this year. I think Damian Harris uh, is in for a pretty big spike. So. It's a dangerous game to project touchdown volume, but I, I do like Damian Harris's chances of finishing with at least double-digit touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. It's like we forgot about Damian Harris. I mean, he was good a couple years ago, um, and last year he got injured, and we forgot about him. But I think he still has a lot left in the tank, and he's going to be good in that offense for sure. All right, Jerry, you get the 204. I'm going to go. I'm, I'll take Jeff Wilson. Um, I'm going to try to hope for Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill to be uh, involved in a lot of defensive pass interferences down at the goal line and, and Jeff Wilson just slam him into the end zone. Just a whole bunch of touchdowns, kind of like uh Garrett Blount back in the day with the Patriots. Yeah, Jeff Wilson is that guy. As, as a Niners fan, there was plenty of times where he would just, you know, get down to the one-yard line and he'd plunge it in. There's a game, I think he had three touchdowns and they were all one-yard one yard touchdowns. <laughs> Jeff Wilson is that guy for sure. All right, Gerson, you get the 205 here. <sighs> We're just picking now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, it gets ugly now. Uh, I, I'm just gonna do this, and I don't even feel comfortable about comfortable about it. But I'm gonna go Juju Smith Schuster. I mean, uh, the guy got paid, right? It's funny because he got paid the same amount for a wide receiver that left town that was a better wide receiver. I'm like, really? Like, why didn't you <laughs> yeah. just pay the better wide receiver, Jacoby Myers? I'm, I'm not, I'm not bitching about it because he came to the Raiders. I like Jacoby Myers, but Juju Smith-Schuster is basically going to be the, the number one wide receiver there for the Patriots. It's not an impressive system to be the number one wide receiver. I'll tell you that much because I don't believe in Matt Jones. But that kind of sucks. I'm trying to hype up this pick, but I can't. Like, <laughs> but that's the best. That's the best you got on the board, man. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. It usually gets pretty bad around this point, um, and so I'm up next, and you kind of sniped me there because he was the last guy that I really was confident that I would be taking, because um, the chat's kind of blown up about the two tight ends in uh, in New England, and honestly, I think they kind of vulture each other, and neither one of them ends up being very good. Um, so, I do like Jatiki. I, I like- think it's I think Jatiki. He wasn't utilized in the Miami system at all. For obvious reason, they don't. I don't know. Usually, Shanahan system uses tight end pretty well, but he didn't like him. Dude. But Jusicki, 
I've heard a lot of good uh, B-Riders say good things about him in camp. Uh, they're going to utilize him. They're going to use the, the double tight end set. Um, but I think it's sticky. If you can get him, like, I'm talking dynasty, though. I'm not talking, like, basketball. Don't be drafting him in basketball. Like, dynasty in those late, late, late rounds. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on that, dude. I'm on that boat. Yeah. Uh, well, you just convinced me. I was going to go a different route, but you know what? I'll take Gusecki here. He does have the highest upside. We've seen uh, at least one really good season out of him, and if he can be used in the red zone especially, uh, you know, if he can get seven, eight touchdowns and, and catch for 50 yards a game, that's a tight end one right there. That's all you need in the, in the NFL. So I'll take Gusecki here at the 106. Drew, you got the uh, 107. All right, well, you just sniped me there. I was going to take him. I was trying to get him to shut up about Gusecki there, but he, <laughs> he kept going, so I was like, that was good that was good though so um th- this this is a tough one because i can go a couple of different directions with this one um but i'm gonna take i'm gonna go with the gross stack here i'm gonna take tyler conklin uh I, he's an ugly pick uh, i'm kind of like how you have with juju but he's this guy that quietly produces he yep. had a he had, a had a pretty solid year last year under the radar um and at this that's kind of what you're looking for when you get to these when you the soft underbelly of the uh of the draft if you will where you're just kind of looking for something shiny um you know this is this it's a value pick he's gonna he's gonna give you some solid production uh at a at a pretty skinny position so yeah when you get the nickname gronklin you you did some good things at some point <laughs> so I, I like it i like it uh, all right, Jerry. This is uh, your second to last pick in in this in this draft here. Who you got? I'll take a guy that has a little bit of uh, chemistry with Aaron Rodgers and go Alan Lazard. Big playability. Specifically brought him in. Um, Garrett Wilson should hopefully take away a lot of the number one CB. So Alan Lazard uh, could get some openings there. Um, not excited about it, but it's. Uh, I mean, we've seen him hook up a couple times in Green Bay, so maybe they could do it in New York too. Yeah, absolutely. At this point in the draft, you're just looking for anything because there's some pretty ugly picks left on the board. Gersten, this is your last pick in this in this mock. What you got? Man, I was hoping it was over, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess I'll... I can't do that. I can't take him. I'm not going to take two Patriots wide receivers. Who am I? Uh, I'm going to go Khalil Shakur. Oh, you um, bastard. I thought that was my guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go career secure. I mean, the guy got drafted last year, and everybody forgot about him all of a sudden, you know. But Gabriel Davis was hurt last year. And like I said, I think this offense is trying to find their rhythm again. And if they find their rhythm, I'm pretty sure they're going to pass the ball a hell of a lot more compared to what they did last year. I mean, last year, I mean, it was a lost year for them. The Bills failed. And they they saw that in the playoff. They saw that during the season. Stephon Diggs wanted to leave town, basically. He didn't say it, but it, it's out there, like all the arguments and everything. Khalil Shakir, second year in, um, it's a gamble, you know. I liked him as a prospect when he was coming out. I would draft him in the third round in every draft, but in dynasty drafts, guys, that's not in the third round in like a startup, like or best ball, or okay, calm down. I'm not <laughs> drafting a little short wide receiver, no. But yeah, I like Khalil Shakir for sure. I, I took him in in uh, Scott Fishbowl super late because I think he can if he gets the position in the slot. You know, we've seen yeah, guys man. like Cole Beasley be you know effective in that offense, catching a ton of passes over the middle. So if he can kind of fill that Cole Beasley role, I know the offense has changed since Cole Beasley was there, but um, you know, at least Allen looks in the middle of the field. If if Shakir can get that role, I think he can do that pretty well. So that was why I was going to take him. Unfortunately, Gerson sniped me, so now I got to pivot. 
Uh, and I'll go with another Bills receiver here. Uh, I'll take Justin Shorter. I've heard a little bit of hype over him. Uh, I don't know what he'll be able to do in that offense. He's kind of behind a bunch of guys that are really good. He'll probably need some injuries to sort of show out. But uh, I've heard some good stuff about him in camp. He's really showing up pretty well. He wasn't particularly fast. You know, four five five wasn't super fast, but uh, he does have that ability to. I think he's one of the tall receivers too. I think he's one of the tall guys there. So they don't have a ton of those tall guys in that in that offense. So. Uh, his name is Shorter, but I think he's taller, so I'll take Justin Shorter here. <laughs> so, dude, like, right now in this whole draft, there got to be, like, you ever seen the Will Smith meme? Like, why don't nobody want me? <laughs> Devontae Parker is that player. Still sure. <laughs> Devontae Parker is that player. Yeah. Why don't nobody want me? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Drew, last pick here. Well, I was gonna, I was actually gonna take Devontae Parker, but I think I'm just gonna, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna let I'm gonna let I'm gonna let him sit there. And I'm gonna play this game a little longer because he's just yeah, just gonna let him sit there. And there's a guy here that I want to talk a little bit about. Um, uh, we uh, speaking of uh, you know rookies who are uh, who we think could be who'd really do something, and uh, that's Israel of Anaconda for me from the yeah. New York Jets. So I mean, not to not to besmirch our 103 in this draft, Reese Hall, but he is coming off of a major knee injury suffered in the middle of the season. So I mean, one of a couple things is gonna is a likely outcome, and that is uh, he's not ready for week one or two, maybe even three. Um, or you know, he is ready, but he's nowhere near 100. percent Jason Dobbins is right? Yeah. Well, that's well. There's that. that yeah. Exactly. And then uh, and I think in the best case, where even he is healthy, they're going to manage his load, so he doesn't have any kind of uh, you know. Uh, injury, you know, uh, what, what do we call those? Uh, compensation injuries, things that happen a lot of times. People coming back from major injuries, you know, hamstrings, all kinds of other stuff. So load management, I think, kind of protects him in a lot of ways. Also, making sure that he doesn't re- aggravate the injury. So I think a Anaconda uh, is the uh, home run, or the home run pick. I want to home run swing. I want to take at this point. Michael Carter was very unimpressive last year. I mean, I know the offense is going to be a lot more efficient this year under under Aaron Rodgers, but. Um, he's had his chances and he just didn't really kind of shine, unfortunately. So, um, uh, and Conda, uh, his metrics are fantastic. He's, he's strong. He's fast. He, uh, he can move. I, I just think he could potentially do some things, uh, you know, uh, so that's, that's my pick right here. I'm going to move it on to Jerry. Good stuff. I like it. And, uh, you know, worst case scenario, he's got a cool name, right? I mean, yeah, that's right. <laughs> no fancy points for that, but Hey, <laughs> is he, is he a Conda is a good name. All right. Yeah. Go ahead, Gerson. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say it right now. And I love the call, but I'm going to say it right now. For the first time, I'm going to call my stick call of the week in advance. <laughs> and when it happens, we're going to play the Anaconda song, okay? <laughs> right. On the show. Either uh, Anaconda. Like, when it happens, hopefully it doesn't because I want, I have Brees Hall, but you know he's going to be my stick call of the week. <laughs> Yeah, so for those that don't know, on our DFS show on Friday, we do a sick call of the week every week where we pick some random guy that's going to hopefully have that, you know, that long 80-yard touchdown. So Gerson's calling his shot earlier this year. He's got Izzy Abanacanda at some point this season as a sick call. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yep. Jerry, close us out here. What do you got for your last pick in the, in the AFC East draft? Hopefully that Izzy Abanacanda isn't uh, week one because they play the Bills, but I'm taking a uh, AFC East journeyman here on his third team in the AFC East. I'm going to leave um, uh, Devontae Parker off of here. I'm going to take Braxton Berrios. Oh. So kick return and punt return yardage, third wide receiver out there in, in Miami. 
Um, they, they signed Cedric Wilson last year to a deal. He kind of was disappointing. Ariel should be on the field for at least special teams. Uh, maybe get a little little bit of opening up with Waddle and Hill taking away uh, some coverage there. So Braxton Barrios for me. Good call. He wasn't even on the show yeah. sheet, man. You went, you dug deep yeah. for that one. I love it. I love it. Good stuff. All right, guys, got some bad yeah. news. Going for two's personal podcast have sold out for the 2023 season. Uh, however, if you order yours right now for 2024, you can save up to 20%. Uh, so what is the personal league podcast, you ask? It is a one-hour live show dedicated to your league. Uh, we rank the teams from worst to first. We break down each one, giving you trade advice, pointing out your strengths, your weaknesses. Uh, we even give you draft day advice if you're doing it before the NFL draft. Visit goingfor2.com backslash PLP. Use promo code EARLYBIRD24 and save 20%. Again, the promo code is EARLYBIRD24. And for less than 7 bucks a person in a 12-man league, uh, you can get your league done. Uh, again, it's goingfor2.com backslash PLP. Use promo code EARLYBIRD24. And if you want to see how they look, uh, we just did one this past Sunday. We got one coming up on this Sunday. Uh, we got about six of them to do in August, so you'll see a bunch of them out there. It's really cool. Everyone that's done one has has loved it. Uh, actually, the guy that we just, just did last Sunday bought three for next year already. Um, he already booked it for Ju- June and July for next year. So they sell out fast. So if you don't have yours yet, go do it. Right now is the best time to get one. All right, let's get into our pickums of the week. Prop bet of the week. All right, I got to change that drop because Underdog does not like the word prop bet, but uh, we'll get to that <laughs> at some point before the season starts. All right, so we're going to do some uh, some Underdog uh, bets here for uh, for this division. Let me go ahead and bring up the the, show, the sheet here. Uh, so we got three different, uh, I don't know what they want me to call it. They don't want me to call it props. I don't know what to say. They're props, basically. So we got three <laughs> three props here that we're going to pick that are from these uh, these two divisions, uh, and I'll and I'll you know, go to the three of y'all and then we'll decide which one we're going to do. And I will put five bucks on this bet for the season. And the first one we got here is Mr. Dak Prescott, uh, higher or lower 26 and a half touchdowns. Gerson, we'll go to you first. Uh, what do you think of this, of this bet here? You going higher or lower 26 and a half for Mr. Dak Prescott. Oh man. That's a really good I'm gonna, number. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, say, I'm gonna say higher. I'm gonna say higher. I think that in a in in off, the offensive game we play now, it's not too hard to get 26 and a half touchdowns if you're if you have an elite team, which he has a great weapon. They upgraded with Brandon Cook. They have a CD Lamb, elite superstar. And their tight end system, I don't think it matters who the tight end there. I like Don Close, of course, but I mean, just plug him in, you know? Yeah, I like it. Uh, we'll go to you next, Drew. What do you got here for Dak Prescott, higher or lower? Well, um, it's not just because of the hat, but I'm going to go on. I've got the Eagles hat here, but uh, <laughs> not just because of that. I'm actually going to go under. Um, he led the league in interceptions last year. I do love C.D. Lamb. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, I, I love his game anyway. I don't know as an Eagles fan. I really care for, <laughs> <laughs> for but, uh, but frankly, uh, the uh, I, I heard on the radio today, listening to some Sirius XM, it was an over 70% of the player uh, prop bets or pick whatever you want to call them today, uh, uh, the unders hit 
on them. So, uh, and also, and that's kind of consistent with 2021 was like 66%. So, um, whenever you're, when I'm on the fence, uh, in these, uh, in these situations, I think the under is the smart bet. He misses a couple of games They're right there. That, 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 uh, tor- torpedoes the bet right there. I love and it. And frankly, he's a guy who's not as mobile as he used to be. Uh, I think part of the reason why he may not be as effective anymore, and this is just pure, you know, conjecture on my part, but he was a, player when he was at his peak most effective he was moving around the pocket he was getting outside the pocket making plays with his feet uh, and that ability to kind of uh create based on you know uh, being mobile i think really open thing help open things up for him as well and i don't think that he has the same threat to make plays with his feet that he used to unfortunately ever since that injury so um all those reasons i'm going to go under at this point so i like it that's a that's a good good breakdown there for sure Jerry, you're going to be the tiebreaker here, over, under, or higher or lower. Sorry, underdogs really specific about the language I must use. So higher or lower on Dak Prescott? I'm going higher. Um, Brian Schottenheimer, or Kellen Moore to Brian Schottenheimer doesn't really scare me. Um, if you look at his seasons, the first three years in, in the league for Dak, he, did, he went under with 22, but he was also rushing a lot more, six touchdowns in each season. And then the next four injured in two of them. Um, but he hit on the on the two that he wasn't hurt, and then he was on pace in the other two. He would he would have clearly he would have cleared it last year. He had what twenty two or twenty three last year, and then the year that he got hurt after five games, he had uh, he was on pace for twenty eight touchdowns that year too. So, um, and and even if they say or you're hearing all the stuff that they want to run more, they really haven't proven it. That Gerson already yeah. addressed mm-hmm. it. They they brought in Cooks. Gallup is a whole season removed from his ACL. Uh, injury. Um, they they drafted a tight end early, um, and they really didn't bring it. And they lost uh, Zeke, and they really didn't bring anybody else to kind of be that one-two punch with Pollard. And then we got Pollard on here, so go hint into him a little bit more um, when we go to him. But I, I just I don't see them being as run heavy as as what they what they talk about. And I think that they uh, they got a chance to hit three one thousand yard receivers. All right, I like it. So uh, two going higher, so we will go higher on Dak. Uh, this next one here is Mr. Ramondre Stevenson, and it's a higher or lower 925 and a half rushing yards. And uh, we'll go to you first this time, Drew. I know Gerson's going to be probably higher in this one. He's already talked about how much he loves Ramondre, but I'm curious to your thoughts here. Higher or lower, 925 and a half. Well, I just told you a minute ago that uh, whenever, whenever I'm in doubt, I'm going to take the under. I am not in doubt here, and I'm 100% with Garson, with Garson on this one. So I have Ramondre at my last check. I had him as my running back six, um, and which is high, higher than consensus. Uh, I really like him a lot. I think even if they bring in somebody, unless it's Dalvin Cook, I still think he, he crushes this. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think I think Fournette would be a, would be more of a third down role. I think Ramondre I think is by far the superior talent at this stage in, in Fournette's career. Um, he was just a man among boys last year, running the football. Uh, and 90, uh, he had more than that last year. He had over a thousand yards rushing last year, and that's with Damian Harris around Damian Harris around for eleven games. So. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think this is a pretty clear for me, a pretty clear over. So I have to really like the pick to take the over, and I love this one. Good deal. Jerry. I'm oh, sorry, the, the higher, not the, the higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes some getting used to. Jerry, what you got for this one? Uh, assuming Gerson's going higher, I think it's going to be a, queen, a clean sweep. I'm going higher, too. He's yeah. one of my he, – he was one of my uh, – it's one of my favorite running backs this year. I love drafting him in Dynasty. Love drafting him. I haven't had any redress yet, but I'm going to be targeting him. Um, the news of 
that's coming in and, and them being interested and the Vegas odds saying people are going to be signing there. It doesn't scare me. Um, Ramondre is really talented. He's going to, he's the best, he might be the best offensive player on that team overall. So um, I'm taking the higher on him. All right, Gerson, I'm assuming you're going to go higher, but go ahead and give us your love for Mr. Ramondre Stevenson. I mean, he is the best offensive player on that, on that offense, even over the quarterback. <laughs> But I agree with all you guys, man. Everything you guys said, yeah, Ramonde. And here's a hot take. And just a hot take, okay, guys? Ramonde will have more rushing yards than Jonathan Taylor this year. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy. That's spicy. That, that, that <laughs> how high on him on that. I have Ramonde projected right now for uh, 1,327 yards. Mm, nice. That's just projection, you know. That's a median range. But I love Ramonde Stevenson. Uh, of course, it all depends because if Dalvin Cook comes in, that's going to freaking hurt, you yeah. know. And I hope it doesn't happen, though. But I love Ramondre. Um, I know. Bill Belichick, don't draft a running back. This is the running back you want to be drafting. Yeah, I like it. And this was an easy one for me. I, I was definitely higher in this one as well. I mean, I saw that number, like 925. I mean, like like you said, Drew, he had 1,000 yards last year. And, you know, he wouldn't even have started to begin the season. So, I mean, I can't imagine that he doesn't get that this year. You know, barring injury, I think he's going to crush that number. So this is definitely a higher for me. All right, we'll close this last one out here with a what they call the rivalry, where you basically put two players against each other. Uh, sometimes they have a, uh, a handicap to one side or the other. This one does not. This one is a straight-up rushing touchdowns for either Saquon Barkley versus Tony Pollard. Uh, they haven't updated it because I, I did this prop bet before uh, Barkley signed. Um, they haven't changed the line at all so far, so this is still a, a good one. So rushing touchdowns, Barkley or Pollard, and uh, Jerry, this time you go first. Uh, yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Barkley. I I'm, I'm not high on Tony Pollard at all. He's he, he's not really built to be a, a full time back. Um, I I really not that I've avoided him. I just really haven't drafted him at all. So I guess I avoided him. Um, I just think that if, if this was total touchdowns, I might lean Pollard. I think he'd get a little bit more through the air, even though we've seen Barkley do that as well. But I just think Barkley, he's going to, he's basically going to be that giants offense where we already talked about Dak and, and the receivers that they got in, in Dallas and, and Pollard's going to get some, I think his line was seven and a half. They're both seven and a half. Um, I, I don't even know if I, if I would take Pollard to hit that seven and a half and I would definitely feel comfortable taking Barkley hitting more than seven and a half. All right. I like it. Drew, what you got here? You got uh, you got Tony Pollard here. He's probably one of your rivals that you don't want to see do well, and Barkley as well, for that matter. What you got? Yeah, I should abstain as you know, as an Eagles fan from both yeah. these teams, but uh, but I have to pick one here. So I think the case for Pollard would be that you know we talked before about how Dak is not as a bunch of a threat to run, uh, so I don't think see him calling his own number inside the red zone as often, which would be good for Pollard. But I, I I'm concerned that whether it's Malik Davis or somebody that they bring in, that they might bring in somebody who is a short yarded specialist. It could be a Fournette or or somebody like that um, to take some of that uh, some of that off of Pollard's plate and make it allow him to continue to be so effective, you know, in between the in between the twenties and everything else. So he's Pollard. I really like him. I think he's a special player. But I think this is all Barkley for me. I really do. Um, he's come, obviously he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. Um, I talked about that with Diggs. I see that he with Barkley also. Um, this, this, the second I heard that he signed, I'm like, well, back up to he's going to go right back up to my RB two, and that's where I had him before all the holdout stuff. I'm going to put him right back up there. I think he's is as good of a bet to to, to finish as an RB one for somebody not named Christian McCaffrey as anyone. So, um, and I, I think he's. Um, 
built for this literally uh, in that kind of a role as well. Good stuff. Garrison, I'm going to sweep it. You go on Barkley or Pollard here for, for rushing touchdowns? Hold on, I want to correct myself on the shot. I said 35 reception for Ramon this season. I'm at 65. My my number with too low. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, 65 reception for Ramon Day. Um, uh, this one was that when I looked at this, it was actually I thought it was a very easy take, but it was a little harder than I thought because honestly, when I looked at it, Barkley didn't have that contract. Yeah. So like there's things like sometimes we have to think we might take advantage of it's situations like this where you can go do the over under uh prop money, put your money on the line, since we can't say the other thing. Um <laughs> but you know, but I think I'm gonna go with Pollard, man. Um I just think they paid him a franchise tag, even though I don't think he's worth a franchise tag money. He's a good running back, but he's a little older than people think. And the other thing is Dallas Cowboys, they're going to make it. They're going to play defense and they're going to run the ball. People are going to be very surprised how conservative they are. They're going to be like the uh, 49ers, play defense and run the ball. They're going to try to hide Dak Prescott from his, uh, uh, his baking career turnovers. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think I got powered, man. Um, I, I understand that Barkley is probably the main weapon there, but Pollard is just, he's very efficient when he gets the ball. Uh, while I do think Howard's also a guy that can't handle the whole work volume, but they're going to find a way to, you know, balance it out. Yeah, I I, I like it. I think I'm, I would go Barkley as well, uh, but I can see the case for Pollard. I think that offense will be better than the Giants offense will be, so I do think there's the opportunity to score more in that case. Uh, but Barkley is just a, a, a talent that just sort of transcends, and I think as long as he can stay healthy, I think it's it's going Barkley, so we'll we'll pick we'll take Barkley here for rushing touchdowns. Uh, let me go ahead and drop my five dollars on here, and I say it every show. If I lose this bet, none of y'all are invited back on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Prescott's not on me, man. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Staying an Eagle fan. <laughs> All right, let's close that out there, and we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into the NFC East draft. Attention, everyone. Let's mock draft. All right. If y'all missed the first half of the show, we're going to be doing the NFC East mock draft. It is a super flex draft, and we can draft only players from the NFC East. And uh, Drew, as the resident Eagles fan here, you got the 101. All right. Well, I'm inspired by Jerry, who hit a nice homer pick with Josh Allen. So actually, in 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 a super flex format, Jalen Hurts is my 101. Um, he's uh, he's a double touchdown, double digit touchdown guy. He's a uh, threat to run for what 700, 800 plus yards on the ground. Uh, we saw what he could do as a passer last year, and I feel like we're just getting kind of warmed up in that area. So I, I think uh, I think Jalen Hurts to me is a no brainer right here. Yeah, absolutely. And the NFL did not change the rule as far as I know that they can't do that, uh, yeah, that put that butt push or whatever they call it. So they'll yeah. still have the tush that push. the yes. tush push. There you go. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, Jerry, you're here at the 102. Yeah, unlike the AFC East, I'm, I'm a little bit more comfortable with either of the other three quarterbacks falling to me. So I'm going to go and not take a quarterback here and take Saquon Barkley. I think he's the best uh, running back in the division. Um, could be, as, as Drew said, he could be the uh, number one running back, not named 
Christian McCaffrey, and and I agree with that. I'm going with Saquon Barkley. He's a lot. He's he's got a lot to prove. He's on that one year deal, looking for another contract, trying to do it for all the running backs. And um, yeah, he's he's. I think he's got a lot left in the tank. All right, good stuff, Gerson. You got the 103 here. Uh, it's this is super flex. I I'm gonna go Dak Prescott, <laughs> but it's tough to trust him. But it, I, I'm gonna go CD Lamb, man. Uh, I have to go CD Lamb. I I believe in uh, the way I draft in all my dynasty leagues. I build through my wide receivers, um, running back. I can find them. I can trade for them, etc. Like Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara. You know, I can get those guys for a second plus a little upgrade somewhere else. Um, but I understand the whole uh, Dak Prescott probably over CD Lamb, but people don't realize that Dak Prescott is 30 years old. And he's basically one se- one bad season away from Jerry Jones saying, you know what? <laughs> I uh, I like expensive things. And when you like nice things, they don't come cheap. So he might just go be crazy and go trade for another quarterback. You know, but... It, it's hard. That was, that was a hard one for me. Yep. But I'm going to CD Lamb. I'm going to go to safe route. Yeah, you made my choice easy because I'd already crossed off Dak when you started talking about Dak and uh, you went CD Lamb. So I will take Dak here at the 104 because uh, it is super flex. Quarterbacks are better than the other division, but I do think there's a, a pretty good uh, teardrop from, from Dak down to Danny Dimes. Uh, so I'll take uh, Dak here at the 104 and be happy about it. Drew, back to you at the 105. All right. Um, well, I was fortunate enough to interview him at the when I went out for the Super Bowl. Um, uh, and I got to take my guy here, AJ Brown. Uh, he's he's a he's one of the most effective receivers uh, in the league last year on goal routes. Uh, he's just a beast. Uh, we saw what he can do with uh, in a great offense and a great system. Um, and plus, I get to have the stack with Hertz, so yeah. which is which is kind of nice. So, yep. uh, to me, he's the, he was my top receiver on the board. As much as I like Lamb, I have AJ Brown just slightly ahead of him. Um, and, uh, so that's my pick. Yeah. Good stuff. And this stack is definitely a good stack to have. That's for sure. Jerry, you're here at the one Oh six. Um, yeah, I, I kind of figured AJ Brown wasn't going to make it back to me. Um, so I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin here. Um, take wide receiver one in Washington. I, I, I like, uh, I like him a lot. I mean, you can argue that Jahan Dotson is it could be well. It is a nice one-two punch, but you could argue that Jahan Dotson is gonna also uh, take a lot away from him. But I think Terry McLaurin is just too talented. Yeah, it's crazy. I forget what I was. I was on a podcast. I don't know if it was my podcast, another podcast, but we were talking about Terry McLaurin. Oh, I know what it was. It was the uh, the Front Yard Fantasy Game Show where they do trivia questions, and McLaurin came up as a as a a comparison to another guy over yards, and I took you know the other guy over Terry McLaurin. McLaurin actually had a really good season for yards. He had like 1,200 yards. And he just slid under the radar. He didn't score any touchdowns, and I just did not see that coming. But McLaurin has done very well with some bad quarterbacking over his career. So that's a, that's a good choice there. He's, he's one of those guys that just produces no matter who's his quarterback. Uh, Gerson, you get the 107 here. Well, I'm pretty shocked. I mean, it's just super practically. As much as we hate on the guy, Danny Dine, man, um, it's a pretty easy choice here. Um, Superflex League, the guy got weapons now. Apparently, the whole world thinks Dan Wauer is like the wide receiver one all of a sudden for that team, which he is, but I'm not that high on Dan Wauer this year. A lot of people are. Um, I think he's 30 years old. He's kind of been injury prone the last two years. 
as a Raider fan, I'm not trying to talk shit on him. I'm just saying <laughs> you guys overpaid for him. You paid for the contract. You gave us draft competition. Thank you for taking it off our book. We just drafted Michael Mayer. I'm happy. But Danny Dimes rushing upside along with the upgrade that the wide receiver position. Now they have, they went from having two slot wide receivers to having 35 of them. So <laughs> yeah, they got congratulations to him. But yeah, Danny Dimes. All right. Good stuff. Um, so let's see what I got. I got Dak with my last pick here. So let me just, uh, this is kind of a stack too. I think he's going to catch plenty of receiving touchdowns. So I'll take Tony Pollard here uh, and have the Dak Pollard stack. It's, you know, the, one of those rare quarterback to running back type stacks. And I think he can definitely be that guy. So um, we talked about, you know, Pollard earlier, potentially even scoring, you know, those wrestling touchdowns over what Saquon Barkley can do. I think Pollard has the same kind of ability as Barkley, not quite as as, as explosive, uh, but I think he still has the ability to catch passes and rush the ball. So uh, easy pick here for me at the 108. Uh, Drew, 109. Uh, I wasn't ready to take Pollard there. That's a phenomenal pick. Uh, it's a great value at this point. Uh, I, I agree with everything you said there, um, but I'm going to I'm going to stick with the Holy Eagles theme here uh, now that you took Pollard <laughs> away from me. So of course I'm you gonna would. Go, well. Well, to my next, my next two players on my board. And I know I had to choose between two Eagles, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take Devonta Smith. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, uh, as much as I love AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, his first year on the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is a franchise that's been around for 90 years, mm-hmm. set the record for the most receipt, most receptions in a season by a rookie wide receiver, and follow that up the next year as a sophomore year last year with the most receptions by wide receiver at any stage of his career. So he he holds the franchise record for most receptions in a season by a wide receiver. Uh, and, he, and he just finished his second year in the league. Yeah, so he talked about just getting... Oh, I was going to say, like, in a whole season or, like, the, the second year? Season. No, in the whole season. No, at the, any, any receiver. So Harold Carmichael, Mike Quick, T.O., uh, nobody. Wow. Uh, Irv- Irving Fryer, no one has... That is more awesome. I didn't even know that. That's an awesome yeah. stat. Thanks, man. So, Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah. So I think, and we all, and there's there's a non-zero chance, uh, actually a fair, fairly decent chance that um, that he could end up being just as productive as AJ Brown. I was just going to uh, say. So yeah, a lot of people think that his ADP is too high, and I don't. I think it's right where it right where it should be. So yeah. I'm happy to take him here. Yeah, there's some there's some scuttlebutt that that he could be the number one there that over AJ Brown because he's you know he's he's progressed so much over the first couple of years that there's a chance that he could end up being the number one in that offense. So great, great pick and great value for sure. Uh, Jerry, you got the 110. Yeah, at my last pick, when I was between Terry McLaurin and Devonta Smith, uh, I did not think that Devonta Smith was going to get back to me, and he didn't. So I'm going to go Sam Howell and uh, be stuck without a, or not be stuck without a quarterback. Yeah. It's, what, so how do you feel about Howell just in, in general? Let's say this is a regular draft, and, and Howell is your, is your QB1. How, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I've been – not, I mean, I'm not great with him being my QB1, but I have been going after him and Ritter late in, in uh, underdog, underdog drafts um, as maybe a QB3 in, in dynasties. It's not, like, super excited about him, but I think, like, I think one of them could get it done, so hopefully I hit on one of them. Yeah. I actually, I, I mentioned before I live in Washington, I, I'm not a fan of the team, but I get to hear all the radio stuff about them, and and they, you know, they love Howell here, obviously, but I, th- I do think the offense will make it easy for him. Uh, I think Antonio Gibson is going to be a guy they're going to use quite a bit. You know, just those short dump off passes, those kind of things. So I think efficiency wise, he can actually be a decent quarterback. Will he put up monster numbers? I doubt it, but 
I think he can be serviceable. Like you mentioned, a QB2, QB3 in a super flex league, for sure. I think I, I'm, I'm comfortable taking him there. And he's undefeated in his career, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gerson, you got the 111 here. Oh, man. Um, it kind of followed off, huh? Uh, a couple good names still on the board. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple good names, but I think... It, for dynasty wise, I'm gonna go Jahan Dawson. I love Jahan Dawson. I've been drafting him everywhere. I've been drafting him in best ball. I mean, the guy was killing it until he got hurt, and then he still had what eleven touchdowns last year, ten mm-hmm. touchdowns. Yeah, I think he broke a rookie record for the for the yeah commander. a rookie record. Yeah, I, I mean, Jahan Dawson out of Penn State. I was high on him. I was, I did. I mean, they. I believe they traded up for him, right? They did. They traded up for him. I mean, draft capital matters. He proved it out there when he was healthy. And now we're in the second season. The only thing that sucks about this is that there's a quarterback that we'll name probably later on that's going to be, oh, he was already taken, Sam Howell. Yeah. You know, it just sucks. Like, Johan Dawson, Sam Howell. Like, I like Sam Howell, but I'm just hoping for the best, man. Like, I'm, I have him in, uh, in Ryan League. Hey, Ryan, shout out to your league. I won a championship. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, you know, but I won. Uh, but yeah, um, Sam Howell throwing to him. Hopefully, it works out for the best. But the fact that he went out there and got ele- was it eleven or ten? I can't remember. Eleven or ten? One of the two. Yeah, he definitely. I, and I, killed it. Yeah, he definitely did. He like I said, I think he broke a rookie record for for touchdowns. For more than one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say too, Dawson. I like him a lot. I'm very high on him. So he had, I think, it was the last five games of the season. He had a twenty percent plus snap share, or excuse mm-hmm. me, uh, target, target target share. share. Uh, and and all and every single one of those games, Terry McLaurin did not. There was two games in that five game stretch where he was below twenty percent, um, and that's with three different quarterbacks starting. So that tells me that he was that he's uh, a focus of the system and not just you know the the, uh, the apple of the quarterback's eye. So um, I'm I'm really interested to see how it goes. I could definitely see Dotson end up ending up as the wide receiver one over McLaurin, and I don't mean that as disrespect to Terry McLaurin. I think he's a phenomenal wide receiver. I just think Dawson's kind of got that dog in him. Yeah, I, I agree 100. I was going to bring up the same point you did there that he had three, you know, not great quarterbacks last year, and you know Sam Howell is at least as good as those guys. You know, hopefully he's better, but he's at least as good as those three guys. So I, I agree. All right, I got the uh, the back to back here, the 112 and the 201. Um, I'm going to take a guy that I think he's going later uh, in ADP than his teammate at the same position. Uh, but in this offense, I like him more because he's the receiving back in this in this offense. And that's Mr. Antonio Gibson. I think Brian Robinson's being drafted higher. Uh, I'm personally taking Gibson over Brian Robinson in all of my leagues. Uh, I think that the offensive coordinator finds a way to sort of make him into a, uh, you know, to more of the McKissick role that we had two years ago where he caught like almost 100 balls, I think, in that season. And I think Gibson, as long as he can stay healthy, uh, at least from a, yeah. a, a standpoint of fantasy, he can outscore Brian Robinson. He's gotten hyped up. He's gotten hyped up. He has. But I don't think it's hype. I think it's real. He was a wide receiver in, in college. Yep. And he's gonna he he could legit be like a mini Darren Sproles in that Eric Bahinami offense. Yep. And they've actually even talked about putting him out in the slot more often than they have in the past as well, where he can actually, you know, fill that slot role. So. Yeah. I love it. All right, so the 201, uh, I'm going to take the positional scarcity here and the only really good tight end in this division, of course. We mentioned Darren Waller. I'm a little scared about his injury history. Uh, I'll take Dallas Goddard, you know, in that powerful offense there. And, and Jalen Hurts, you know, likes to look his way quite often. Uh, he's a good red zone threat as well. So I'll take uh, Dallas Goddard at the 201. 
Gerson, you get the 202. I mean, kind of snipe me, but I guess <laughs> don't make me do it. Don't make me draft a guy I talk shit on. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go that way. I'm actually going to go with, uh, and this might be a little bit of a hot take. I'm going to go with the best running back on the Eagles. I'm going to go for upside. It's not DeAndre Swift. It's Rashad Penny. Ooh, spicy. I, I understand they traded for DeAndre Swift, but if you really look at the contract of his and like the draft compensation, like it was like basically like a free pick that they could have just gave up. And I believe DeAndre, DeAndre Swift, he's a good running back, but he's very, his awareness is not as great as people make it sound. His hand is awesome. But Rashad Penny, if you look at his efficiency as a Russian, a Russian running back, it's great. Every single time he's out on the field and he's healthy, he's been a great running back. Healthy is the key. Yeah. That is but it. I'm going for upside. I'm going to go for Richard Penny. It kind of sucks because I, I see Darren Waller. I see you, bro. I see you, bro. But I can't draft you when I just talk shit on you, dude. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. But I'm going to go with Richard Penny. I've had Richard Penny in a lot of leagues. I've even traded for Richard Penny. I'm like, I'm, I'm putting my, uh, my pennies on the line here, man. <laughs> I like it. And you're right. I think um, I don't have the stat in front of me, but there was somebody on Twitter that posted a really good thread about Rashad Penny and the metrics he used actually showed Penny as the most efficient running back last year when healthy. Obviously, that's the caveat when healthy. Um, if he can stay healthy and keep that efficiency level. Uh, yeah, he's definitely going to have a breakout season. And, you know, Eagles fans will be, be happy and they, they won't miss. Miles Great offensive line, too. One of the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. I believe they were ranked number one in PFF. I could be wrong. Yeah, they were a couple years in a row, I think. Yep. All right, Jerry. Yep. You got the uh, you got the 203 here, Jerry. Well, on the way to uh, flying out to Gerson, Rashad Penny got hurt. So I'm going to take the real RB1, and that's DeAndre Swift. <laughs> It's like the yeah, I mean, you, yeah, you covered on a lot of things there. Um, and, and I was going to just bring up the offensive line, too. This is probably the best offensive line that Swift's played with. Um, you got Hall of Famer and Jason Kelsey. You got Lane Johnson on the, on the left side. Um, I think any one of those three running backs, because Jamie mentioned uh, Gainwell, too, who I have a little bit of a little bit of a hope for, too. I got him in a dynasty league. But um, I think whoever is back there, it, it could just be a three-headed monster. But I think it's going to be a... Uh, I think you're going to get some good production in various weeks. Maybe more, maybe more yeah. best ball. You want, uh, you might want to look at them in best ball. But overall, I think it's going to be a, a nice one, two, three punch. All right, Drew. So it's gone Goddard, yeah. uh, Rashad Penny, and then DeAndre Swift. We just uh, took all your Eagles here, so now you're <laughs> on the clock. Who you got? Yeah, you did. I was I was going to take the DeAndre Swift there out of spite there after that. After that is a, uh, you know, you're talking. I think Swift is a is an electric player. I I, I agree. He has been tentative at times, and uh, but I think that uh, when you have uh, veterans in that and that and that uh, all locker room and then off on the field like Kelsey like. May Lotta, like Lane Johnson, um, they're just going to tell him, "Hey, man, just trust it," you know. And and the I just kind of wish Deuce Daly was still there in that position because he really helped me. Miles Sanders go from being timid and tentative to being, you know, a, a legit, uh, you know, first class NFL running back. Absolutely, uh, man. If I if Deuce Daly was able to work with the with Swift and that behind that offensive line, wow, the the sky would be the limit. So uh, I think Swift is. I I still think Swift's going to have a, a nice season there. Um, but now that you've taken all my Eagles, I'm going to dip into the, I'm going to take the tight end that apparently nobody wants. Um, <laughs> and that's, uh, Darren Waller. 
who to me is a, a, a clear tier ahead of anyone that's left at the position. So uh, Waller is getting up there in age. He's definitely injury prone. So uh, we can't sit there. I, I mean, we're going to beat the drum for, uh, you know, Rashad Penny, who's injury prone. I, I think I think we got to make sure that we're doing the same thing for Darren Waller here. I think it's a good value pick. Yeah. Yeah. The upside is definitely there. If he can stay healthy. I yep. mean, he's he's been a beast. He's been, you know, one of those top three tight ends, you know, for through the course of his career once he got, you know, to uh, to Oakland at the time and, and then Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm up here at the 205, and there's a lot of high upside guys, but guys that have a lot of question marks. Um, so I'm gonna take the guy that's been very consistent in his entire career. Uh, he had a, a down season last year, got injured, but he's had multiple 1,000 yard seasons in a row. He goes to a, a good yeah. offense this year as the receiver two on that team, Mr. Brandon Cooks. Uh, undervalued. Yeah, definitely a value at this point. And, you know, people want to put the injury-prone tag on him, but if you actually go look at his, his game logs, he's not as injury-prone as you think he is. He, he played quite a few of those games. He had the concussions that kind of scared people away, but other than that, the guy's been healthy, and he produces everywhere he's been. He's been on three or four or five different teams and produced everywhere he's been. Uh, so I'll take Cooks here at the one at the 205. I just, I just want to say this. Like, every podcast, every show, whatever I watch, People always talk up Tyler Lockett. Why don't anybody ever talk up Brandon Cooks, how consistent he yeah. is, how cheap he is? Yeah. I think you can get Brandon Cooks cheaper than Tyler Lockett. You, I love that call, Jeff. You know what's funny with, with players sometimes? When, when they change teams a lot, we almost devalue them in our head, even if they're still producing wherever they go. It's like almost like a, a thing where, like, oh, they traded him away. He must not oh, be that good. Oh, they went to the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, he went, he went from the Saints to the Patriots to the Rams to yeah. Houston, and we almost devalue him in our head because of that. But he's produced wherever he's gone. So, mm-hmm. All right, Gerson, you got the 206 here. Green. Uh, well, again, I love how every single time it always falls off like off the cliff. I'm the guy that's the cliff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Uh, oof. I think I'm gonna go and and this is just a just based on camp hype. I'm gonna go with uh Paris Campbell. Uh I like Paris Campbell. He has a great speed. I understand that they have thirty five Lot wide receivers, but I think Paris Campbell, the way he stood out and just like off season and everything, everything I'm hearing, and I've always had a, I've always had like kind of like a Paris Campbell crush, like I always drafted him late um, and whatnot. But I can see other positions, but I'm just gonna take a gamble on him. Honestly, there's only Darren Waller, what Paris Campbell, and I know that people love Jalen Hyatt. I am not a Jalen Hyatt guy. I will, you know what? I replaced the guy that loved Jalen Hyatt today on a show, and I'm going to tell him Jalen Hyatt is not good. <laughs> he sucks. Uh, in the NFL, he's going to get shut down. It's just his system that happened in college. Guess what, buddy? You're not in college no more. It's just like, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was that Patriot coach? Uh, Bill O'Brien, the Joe that, um, the wide receiver from LSU. He said, you're not at LSU no more. Keyshawn oh, Boothay. Yeah. Like, you're not Allen Hughes anymore. Get lined up. Well, <laughs> welcome to the NFL, Jalen Hyatt. All right. Great pick there. And I knew Jamie would love that pick there. He loves to give me shit about Paris Campbell because I'm out on Paris Campbell, but uh, Jamie likes him. So he, he mentioned in the chat there. All right, Jerry, 207 here. It's getting ugly. Yeah. Well, I was going to save this for my last pick. 
And uh, and I know there's a better wide receiver out on the board now, but I got to go a little homer here. Isaiah Hodgins. I'm kind of mad that uh, the Giants poached him from the Bills. Um, he has a little bit of connection with Daniel Jones. We saw a couple good games last year. Um, outside of Darren Waller, he's the tallest wide receiver in the system there for him. So nice big red zone <laughs> target. Um, yeah, Isaiah Hodgins, I think that... I mean, no, absolutely nobody's talking about him. Obviously, I mean, Paris Campbell just went before him here, and he's like basically free in all your drafts, and he's definitely a, he's definitely a best ball uh, play. At best. Absolutely, or not at best, but a best ball play, and I would take him like the last round of your redrafts this year. If I'm not mistaken, he was their leading receiver last year. I, I, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Shout yeah. out to him because he won me a lot of money in DFA. <laughs> yeah. So shout out to him. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. All right, Drew, you're here at the 208. All right, so while you're all fighting over Giants wide receivers, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the guy who might just end up being the running back one on those Washington commanders. That's Brian Robinson. Uh, I know we all want uh, Antonio Gibson to be a thing, uh, but it's quite clear that uh, Riverboat Rod wants Brian Robinson to be a thing. Uh, So, yeah, so I just uh, I kind of. I think he's. I, I, if we're talking about uh, Sam Howell being the better, best quarterback that's uh, coming to the Commanders in years. Sadly, uh, that that somehow lists the profile of that offense. I, I don't know um, that uh, Brian Robinson is a guy that we can completely discount. Especially, I'm looking at what's left on the board for running backs, and it's really kind of a bare cupboard here. He's the only guy I think of any significance that has any kind of value whatsoever. So. Uh, it's, we were looking at scraping the barrel, and here's he's the last uh, last big pretzel nugget left in there. So yeah, that's a great pick. <laughs> I'm not I'm laughing at you. The reason why I'm laughing is because the last two weeks that I've been a host or a guest on this show, or whatever, I love how the fact that you guys talk shit on other teams as fans of the Eagles, the Bills, <laughs> and all this and all this. No, as a Raider fan, I wasn't even invited to that show, but it's cool. <laughs> yeah. it, it is, it is what it is. But I'm like, dude, like everybody gonna be like, why, why, why? Oh, he he loved Brian Robinson. He's an Eagle fan. Why, you know? <laughs> but like, it's just fantasy. Like, the way he hacked up Brian Robinson was almost like almost as if like you were his mom, you know? <laughs> but Matt Prop, bro. Yeah, I was hoping yeah, you, you can't. Good. I was just say I kind of you have to divorce yourself from your fan when it comes to fantasy if, if you want to if you want to be successful in this game you can't you can't uh, you know be a straight homer so I, I hope that uh, you know I, I mean I you can make a case that, that I, you know I took three Eagles off the bat but and make makes me a homer but I think right now frankly they're the best team in this division and they are so deep that yeah I agree overvalue it but yeah but yeah that's fair but yeah definitely I think that's something that a lot of players and uh, you know can get lost in that sometimes and. Uh, it's easy to kind of fade p- uh, players on teams we don't care for and hype up the players of the teams we do care for. So that's a that's a good thing to look out for, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you definitely sniped me because I was like, how is he still on the board? Because I almost took him yeah. when I took my Antonio Gibson pick a couple picks back. I was like, man, they're just going to pass by Brian Robinson. But, of course, Drew didn't, didn't, uh, didn't <laughs> miss him. He saw him there. So I got to pivot, and I'm going to go with the guy that I took, uh, I think, with my second-to-last pick in the Scott Fishbowl. Because uh, we mentioned Rashad Penny and his injury history. We know DeAndre Swift, his injury history. Uh, Mr. Kenny Gainwell seems to always hang around. You know, he had a really good playoff run last year. Uh, he's the guy that's been in the system. He knows the system, you know, frontwards and backwards. Uh, there's a chance that, you know, if those other two guys get injured, that he is the, the guy there. And, you know, at this point in this in the, in the draft, he's the one with the highest upside. So give me Kenny Gainwell here at the, at the 209. Gerson, get your last pick here at the 210. 
Well, I, I, you kind of sniped me because I want to do a candy game. Well, I was going to say, I'm just going to back up my uh, uh, Richard Penny because I don't like the honest your handcuff. Only, <laughs> you know, but you sniped me for sure. Uh, just kind of a little, it gets a little rough, right? Um, well, again, we're going back to the Dallas Cowboys, but which tight end do you want, right? Um, everything I've been hearing is Jake Ferguson. It's his tight end role. He's the tight end there. Uh, Luke Schoenmaker, I don't know why they drafted him so high because he wasn't a very good pass-catching tight end. Um, I don't think he's all that great. I've watched film on him. It didn't impress me. Like, I was just like, why? And the fact that they went that high draft capital, it doesn't matter to me because I do believe in draft capital, but then sometimes when you see the talent, you're like, why? You know? Yeah. But maybe it was just... It's kind of rare for the Cowboys to make a desperate move in the draft because they're very good at drafting. I think there was a ranking that came out, uh, I think it was last year, last, last time I saw it. They were like top three in the best draft like ranking. But I got Jay Ferguson. I think he's going to be the tight end there. Um, you really, there's nothing else on the board. Yeah, that's, that's the way I put it. Yeah, you're really just flipping a coin there between those two tight ends and to figure out which one is which. But I think I would take the one that's the veteran because we know rookie, rookie tight ends don't always pan out. So um, mm-hmm. I like going Ferguson there. Jerry, your last pick, the 211. What you got? All right. Um, I'm going to need to know if I messed up my uh, typing on my list. I know I have, I have been having a little bit of connection issues, and he's not some stud, but I, don't, I have. I'm, it's hard to believe that he hasn't been drafted. Um, is Michael Gallup still there? He is still there. Absolutely still okay, there. I'm going to take Michael Gallup then. Um, we talked about Dak Prescott possibly going over 26 and a half touchdowns. I mentioned they could have three 1K receivers with Lamb, Gallup, and Brandon Cooks. Um, he's a year removed from his ACL injury. He was kind of off last year. Uh, but we have seen this man get it done on the field. And he's definitely a nice value pick late in drafts. And obviously he's going under the radar because I got him here at the 23rd overall pick in an NFC East only draft. Yeah, that's that's a great value. You're right. I mean, he has that upside for sure. We've seen it a couple of years ago yeah. when he was healthy. He was he was good. So people kind of forgot about him. I like it. All right, Drew, close this out here. You got the last pick here. All right. Well, I was going to take Ferguson. Uh, but then Garson, and then Garson went and took him, and then I was like, you know, Michael Gallup's still sitting there, so, <laughs> so so that leaves me with no choice but to stir the pot, and I'm going to take Hyatt. There you go. <laughs> so I, I thought I, I really really like Wandale a lot, uh, but I do worry about him coming off of the of the ACL. Um, I think I think Hyatt was successful in college, and a lot a lot of it had to do with with Hendon Hooker's mobility. Ah. Set a place, but guess what? Dan, Daniel Jones is also mobile. Uh, he could also get out there, uh, draw in, draw in some D backs, and then leave Hyatt uh, wide open for some big plays. So I think Hyatt's a guy I like a lot more in in Dynasty and in DFS. Um, uh, but, well, I love him in DFS. I love him in DFS. Yeah, so uh, he, uh, he'll be he'll look at a nice cheap uh, dart throw in DFS for sure. So, but I, I, I think he's an exciting player. He's got a, he's super electric, um, and you know, and I think. Uh, um, give him some time, and there's no real uh, standout uh, guy in that wide receiver court, with the possible exception of Paris Campbell, who I'm also kind of high on. Um, but there's definitely a path for him to, to fantasy relevance right off the bat. Yeah, I like it. It's a good. It's a good call. All right, Jeff. Opportunity. All right, Jeff. You should let everybody know why you invited me to the show. 
and why you kicked Ryan off. <laughs> why is that? <laughs> the thing where Ryan was going to draft Jalen Hyatt in the first round. That's the oh, truth. Okay. That's the truth. That's how high he is on him. Yeah, Ryan does love Jalen Hyatt, that's for sure. I don't know if he's quite that high, but yeah, Ryan's a big fan of Jalen Hyatt. I like Hyatt as well, not quite as much as Ryan. Um, I don't hate him like Gerson hates him. I, I th- I'm kind of in the middle there. Uh, I think the opportunity is there for sure. And I think that's the that's the key is opportunity. You know, if he went to a team that had like, you know, receivers that were definitely in position, like he went to the Eagles, for example, he'd be lost in that Eagles offense. But in the Giants offense, it's wide open. I mean, Jerry could probably go out there and try out and potentially get a, you know, a starting job there <laughs> with the with the Giants. Um, but yeah, yeah, great, great, great call for that last pick there. Um, all right, guys, that wraps the show up. Uh, we'll go around the room real quick. Give us your Twitter handle, and if you're working on anything that you want to plug real quick, go ahead and do that. And we'll go to you first, Drew. Yeah, I'm Drew Delaware on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're doing a lot, we're going to be doing a lot of uh, cool things with it on Reddit this year too. Uh, so um, stay tuned for that. So we we do a lot of traffic on Reddit, and uh, we're appreciative of our fans over there uh, and our readers. So, um, but uh, yeah, we're um, what we start, uh, what we saw, and sit start will be featured, of course, as always, throughout the season for us. And as I mentioned before, we're hiring writers, so uh, just had started my first interviews today. So check us out at, at, at the at the QB list, T H E Q B L I S T, and uh, check out that tweet uh, that I put out uh, just uh, just moments actually yesterday, I think it was. Or dead. so go ahead and check that out um and uh come come work for us good stuff all right jerry what you got going Sweet. on uh yep jerry uh at jerry wilkie fm on twitter you could also find me on facebook just my name um i am working on the like i said earlier in the show the fantasy assessment where we just break down your teams we're taking entries right now um jeff that you open the uh, discord you can find me and uh my partner there in the discord and you can send your rosters to us let us know your settings and and we'll uh break down your rosters and then in season on saturday nights the idp show um where we'll just talk about some idp guys that you could be looking forward to on sundays and and getting into monday and and looking forward to the following weeks good stuff gerson i'll give a shout out to jerry like i i it's hard to find idp content um i have like three podcasts and jeff knows this i listen to podcasts like at least eight hours of my life um but I always try to listen to the Going for Two family. Um, but I sh- shout out to you, man. Like it's hard to find IDP content. Just keep putting that stuff out. Um, you can find me at uh, Fantasy DFS um, on Twitter. I'm, I'm I try to be active. I'm not the best active guy on there. But on the Facebook on the Facebook show, well, at Facebook, the DFS Roundtable show, DFS Roundtable. I'm sure AS, it's like ASCES on Facebook, but just find it. Um, you can find me on the Friday show every week for like, what, Jeff? It's like 16 weeks at least? 16 weeks, yep. 16 weeks. Um, uh, the Armchair Fantasy Show. Um, every Friday, it, we have a blast. It's, I, I can't wait, dude. Like, I, I get goosebumps. I'm getting goosebumps <laughs> right now, man. Like, it's, 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 it's getting so close. Like, I just like my ringtone right now. Like, I honestly, like, I went and downloaded the red zone ringtone. Like when, <laughs> when you go into get in the red zone, yeah. I downloaded it and I'm like, that's gonna be my ringtone, you know. And then when someone's like, "What is that?" I'm like, "That's life coming at you very quick," you know. <laughs> that's the way I put it, man. But yeah, you can find me on there with Tim and Jeff every Friday. But hey, Jeff, thanks thanks for having me. I'm gonna go have back surgery from carrying ryan for the last two weeks <laughs> you'll be back next week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all 
All right. Uh, thanks, guys, all three of you, for coming on the show. Thanks, Gerson, for hosting two weeks in a row. Ryan will be back next week. Um, Jerry's, you know, showing his, his, his Bills love down there, and we got the Eagles love down there from Drew. Uh, Jerry mentioned the Discord, guys. You can find the Discord link in my profile. You can also find it at goingfor2.com. In the bottom right-hand corner, there's a little Discord link. Uh, we have over a thousand members in there. It's a, it's a very active Discord. We've got some great things going on. So if you're not already in there, go join that. And Gerson, you mentioned you watch, you listen to eight hours of podcast. I don't think you got anything on Jamie. Like I, I picture Jamie sitting in front of like five TVs at once, watching all these podcasts because he seems to be in the chat in every podcast I've ever ever watched. It's it's kind of crazy how much Jamie's in the chat. Other people have their TV set up for football games. He's got his TV set up for podcasts. Podcasts, exactly. He's got the red zone of podcasts. He just tunes into to the clips. I love it. All right, guys. For Gerson, for Drew, for Jerry, I'm Jeff. We'll see y'all next week. Peace. All right, and we are clear.